I guess the age-old question of can Hideki win was finally answered. I'm joined. Sure. I'm joined alongside Owen Winslow, a uh, good buddy of Chris and I. Chris, unfortunately, playing in a golf tournament today and could not make it. But Owen is a big friend of the pod, huge chili dip guy. So it's good to have him on. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just an absolute honor to be here. Yeah, uh, doing pretty well. You know, glad to got to watch some golf this weekend. Yeah, great to have you. We're happy you're even here. Kid yeah. had his appendix removed on Friday. The kid so is on the mound. Absolutely trooping. Yeah. And you got to watch a lot of Masters coverage. That's I sure did. Yeah, that was, the, that was the bright side for sure. If there's a weekend to, to have appendicitis, it's Masters weekend, you know. Yeah, of, of course. So obviously Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters. Do you follow Can Hideki Win on Twitter? I don't. So this account is gold. I think I started following it about a year ago. Does they it just only... say no every time? <laughs> so it's like, it, I can't tell if the guy's a Hideki fan or he's really anti-Hideki. But basically since, okay, yeah. So he joined in July, 2017, which is around the time of Hideki's last win. Yeah. So he's just been tweeting for three years about the fact that Hideki has not won. And Obviously, Hideki was one of like the top or in 2017. He was literally a number two ranked player in the world at one point. Yeah, I mean, he won what? He won the waste management back to back, didn't he? Yeah, he won it back to back. He won at Firestone WGC. So obviously huge world ranking points yeah. there. And finally, the question's answered of can Hideki win? This this Twitter account has been blowing up. I think they've gained they've gained at least a couple hundred followers. It's you Good know. For them. They've been going crazy with the tweets too. Like he said an hour ago this morning, good morning. I'll be downloading all the podcasts today. <laughs> like you love to hear that. Hopefully he downloads chili dip as well, but just good stuff. Uh, you know, post Hideki's win. So w- what are your opening thoughts? Like, how are you feeling about this about Sunday? This felt like well, watching it on Sunday was one of those moments where it's like, why the fuck didn't I bet on Hideki? Yeah. You know, he feels like at this point, he was the forgotten man. Yeah. He feels like he should have won like two, three, four, five years ago. And everybody just kind of stopped talking about him. Yeah, he's really a, a world-class ball striker. Like they made I mean, when point- you watch him play, it's like a guy that hits the ball that good. It's like, how has he not won? Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone have as much control of their golf ball as he did it's on insane. Saturday. Yeah. The guy is just an absolute machine. He swings his ass off too. Like he swings as hard as he can on almost every shot, but his swing is so dialed that it doesn't matter. Like he can just go full bore and still hit it straight. Yeah. He's a menace. So Sunday I was, I was intrigued by his round on Sunday because it (laughs) felt like he had way more control of his golf ball and it felt like he played way better than his score actually showed. Like he shot 73 But there was not a single moment in that round where I really doubted whether or not he was going to win besides maybe on 15. And even still, like, I think that at that point, he had kind of too big of a lead where you felt like unless Zalatoris did something crazy on 17 and 18, I think the the moment that I was most nervous for him was on one tee shot on one. Yeah, because everyone, you know, leading up to that round is talking about how much pressure on him is on him how he's playing for an entire country. And you could see it on his face before he hit the tee shot that he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And sure enough, just a dead block 
I think yeah, he actually got looks sketchy. Could have gone a lot worse than it did. It could have. His punch out, he, I think, got a little, little lucky to get through there. It was a shaky start. I mean, he didn't hit a very good chip on the green. No, he hit a good putt, almost made it. So he yeah. was kind of lucky to escape with five there. And at that point, I was like, okay, there's, you know, this may be a chance here that that he kind of fades yeah. back. I never felt like it was going to be like a complete blow up. Like there was no, never going to be a Rory, like 2000, whatever the year Rory yeah, yeah. blew up was. There was never going to be that moment because he was just hitting it so good. Yeah. But it could have been a slow burn, kind of like the Justin Rose thing we saw after Thursday. For sure. And it never happened. So no. obviously hats off to him. The guy played a really sick round, like two through 14. I I kind of want to go through it. Like, let's talk about, I think number five was huge. I think what he did on number five was massive. Yeah, definitely. Obviously found the bunker off the tee, was able to punch out and he hit it to like, he had a sh- pretty shitty wedge shot to like 20 feet and then rattled that thing in. And at that point I was like, okay, he's settled okay, yeah. in now. Here he goes. Yeah. And especially because I was before live coverage started, I was watching uh, the coverage of four, five, and six, and it was brutal. Guys were getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, and especially when he hit it in that bunker, I was like, he's dead. Like, yeah, that's that's not where you want to be on that hole. That bunker's so deep, and that hole is so long. Like, it's honestly, I'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to see the score the scoring average on, on holes throughout the course of the week, I'd be willing to bet that that played harder uh, at least one of the days than some of the par fives did. Cause it, it played yeah. tough. Like the guys struggled all week with it. I think Bryson bogeyed it four days in a row or three, the first three days and maybe made par the last. So guys really struggled on five. I thought that was a fun hole to watch this week. Yeah, for sure. And it seemed like those, you know, that kind of late in the back nine there, he was just kind of like dialed in, like, just get me to like 15. Yeah. With, with the lead and I'll be okay. Yeah. He was just like strapped in, just get it in the fucking barn. Yeah. I mean, he, he really, he kind of lit it up there at the end of the front nine. Yeah, he, did. he hit a sick shot on seven after almost club dropping off the tee. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Complete. I mean, he's known for that, but just the complete one hand finish looks like it's like based on his expression that could have gone Oh, hundred yeah. yards right into the trees. Like he looked. It, was, it ended up way better than I expected. It was going to. Based on <laughs> and Nick always <laughs> gets really pissed about that with him. Like yeah. he always gets mad about Hideki fooling him with the reactions. <laughs> Obviously, he hits it to like five feet and misses. Yeah. Even at that point, I was like, whatever. He didn't need to make that. And then Birdie's eight and nine hits uh, some sick shots there. Yeah. Really sick chip from behind the back of the green on eight, and then hits it close on nine. And where it got interesting was 11. Like, I thought he hit a sick lag putt mm-hmm. there. Really showed how dialed he was on the greens all week. And then 12, veteran play. Like, I'm not – I'm taking the water I'm out of play here. I'm not messing with the water yet. Exactly. I'm it in the bunker, and then I'm dumping it a foot onto the green. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, his course management was really solid. And yeah. that was, like, where it showed. Because that whole – like, it's spelled disaster before. Take your four. You got, like, a five- or six-shot lead here. Take your four and just get out. Get out of there. I mean, what was it when Tiger won 2019? What four of the final six guys put it in the water, right? Yeah, it was Poulter, uh, Poulter, Finau, Finau, Molinari, and Brooks, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. And yeah, I mean, that was just a smart play by him. He knew where he stood and just 
blasted it over and you know he didn't hit great bunker shot but no. his bunker play was actually surprisingly really good all week yeah yeah it was and then 13 i thought 13 was like you know every guy gets a lucky break when they win a tournament that mm-hmm. was his lucky break that tee yeah, shot was sure. was just blasted way right for sure and obviously he gets a kick out makes a nice birdie hit a sick chip shot from like the back left uh, yeah edge of the green there he kind of got away with that with the shot into the green too because that could have gone into the azaleas easily. oh yeah that was that was heated like that thing was flying <laughs> and 14 makes a nice par there yeah. 15 i thought this was maybe a course management mistake i thought he should have laid up like that hole was playing so damn like yeah. impossible to figure out the distance all week he's got like 230 hitting four iron and he and so like easily could have five blasted shot it into the water over. Yeah. So I thought he made a huge mistake there. Um, I didn't think he made a bad swing on it. He nuked it, it seemed like, and just yeah. wrong club or misjudged the wind. I thought he should have laid up and just taken his five. Yeah, for sure. And then and Especially then had, with, what was the lead at that point? So I he think was, what 13 under at that point? He was right? at 13 under, yeah. He was at 13 under. And then Xander uh, or Zalatoris was at what? He was either at eight or nine at that point. And I think I, I can't let me. It was, it it was right a four now. shot lead, I think. It was. And yeah, Zalatoris. Okay, so Zalatoris birdied 17 in front of him to get to okay. nine, I believe. So he, he was Zalatoris a four was shot two, lead. Two groups ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a questionable decision there 16 i thought he made the right play just bail it out right mm-hmm. xander had obviously just thrown away the tournament pretty much yeah. at that point and just hit it right like take your four and i love that putt he had to do the angle they showed where his back is basically to the hole yeah yeah that was funny <laughs> and so i thought he made the right decision there overall like really strong course management and then just needed five to win on 18 i, I was kind of surprised that he honestly hit it in the bunker on the second shot especially what did he have 130 yeah yeah for the best ball striker in the world (laughs) dead block into the bunker i mean they brought it up like a couple times but he's honestly probably a top three iron player in the last 20 years the guy has been the guy he's in the last seven years he's been in the top 10 in strokes gained approach every single year that is stupid how good that is i mean i think pitching wedge in his hand and he puts it 18 yards right yeah so uh, not the best look but i mean hey he, hey, he won the golf tournament get him in the barn so they br- they also brought up a couple times it was kind of cool how full circle it kind of went he yeah. won the asian pacific amateur which augusta mm-hmm. created that event like 10 years yeah. ago then he went on to win low am at the masters after winning the asian pacific am to get into yeah. the tournament and then 10 years later he wins the masters like that's yeah, pretty cool. cool to see the effect that Augusta has had on world golf, especially with, I mean, you know, a dark history pre nineteen seventy five. Like it's cool to see their yeah, actions a, making a difference. This was a good year for uh, for Augusta in terms of PR. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of good looks for Augusta this year, which yeah. has not been the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between the Lee Elder thing and, and yeah. this, like, big year for Augusta. I think sure. actually they couldn't have asked for a better tournament no, to be definitely. honest um 
I do want to talk about what did you think about the caddy bowing to the golf course after? I thought that showed like a cool cultural Love difference. It. Yeah, 100%. I thought that was sick. I think number one, respect the course. Yeah. And like it's a big thing in Japan. I think they, sure. they value places and yeah. things more than we do. I thought that was cool to see. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Honestly, got chills like watching yeah. it. I mean, I had, I'll, I'll say this, I had big money on Xander, especially I doubled down on Sunday. Yeah. And even at like, at the end, I was just pulling for Hideki just because it was so cool. You know, the amount that they were talking about, like how much it meant to everyone in Japan and like how he was playing for a whole country. Yeah. I mean, Pretty this cool. is, this is massive for Asian yeah. golf, for, for Japanese golf. I mean, we like, think about how many great Asian players we've had that, have like KJ. I mean, he won the players, but he never won a major. Like there's been a lot of guys that, that have come close. Um, obviously why Yang won in, in 2009, but he wasn't really a perennial superstar like Hideki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is really the first, I think this is going to kickstart a lot in Japan. I think yeah, we're going to see a lot of great Japanese players over the next 20 years because of this, because he's been such a good player for the last 10 years. Like there's, there's definitely a track record here for him to go on and, and win the masters. Like it oh, makes sense. Sure. So I think, I think that's cool. Obviously a, a massive win. I do. We'll, we'll talk about Xander later, but I thought this was a kind of an interesting question. If it's all square on 16, obviously Hideki had that two shot lead, but mm-hmm. if it's all square on 16, who do you trust more with that T shot out of Hideki and Xander based on how they played this week? Uh, I don't know, because I think that in reality, what happened, I think Xander went for a hero shot. You know, he was trying to hit it to like two feet yeah. and really yeah. kind of put some pressure on Hideki and close that gap. If it's all square, I'm not, I don't see him doing that. Um, Hideki, he did just kind of look nervous for a lot of the time too. I think that if it was all square, there would have been a lot more pressure on him. I'm not sure. I think maybe the roles get reversed. I'm not sure Hideki plays the safe shot and bails out. I think maybe he tries to get aggressive and go for it. It's an interesting question because like we said, I mean, he is such a good iron player that I think I still lean in the direction of Hideki. Yeah. But, so I, mean, I don't know. What I was kind of getting at is I felt like Hideki was just destined to win this golf tournament based on yeah. how he was playing. It felt like he couldn't really make a mistake in terms of making a bad swing. Mm-hmm. With Xander, it's like his rounds, it, it's kind of, it's a little bit speethian, like <laughs> up and down. Like there's a lot that yeah. goes on. And I'm like, I mean, just from the start today, he was super shaky through like two, three, four, five. Yeah, for sure. And it, it just, it with Hideki, it just doesn't feel like that was going to happen. With mm-hmm. Xander, it's like that could happen, but then he could rattle off four birdies in a row like he did on yeah. 12, 13 or 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, yeah 12, 13, it 14, 15. So it, to me, it just felt like if there was, if someone was going to collapse there, it was going to be Xander. And I yeah. think we, we still need to see Xander be in full control of his golf ball coming down the stretch of a major championship because we haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. I think it seemed like Xander felt like he didn't want to get stuck in that like Tony Fino kind of world of like perennial number two at the Masters. Yeah. And he was like, this is my chance. Like, it's not like, I mean, obviously Hideki is insane, but he's not a major winner. He's not one of those guys that, you know, like if Brooks is number one, 
or if Brooks is in that position on Sunday and you're playing behind him, you're like, all right, I'm fucked, you know? Yeah. There's nothing I can do. I think that Xander kind of felt like I have this has to be the one. Like I've got to win this one. Yeah. And he just you yeah. could see it on his face after he, I think after he hit his he reteed and launched it over the green. Yeah, right. that, yeah. I mean, that was just that thing was nuked. That that yeah. shot he hit from the drop zone. I mean, that was never even close. And no. then obviously that's like nearly an impossible shot coming back. So he was he was screwed once he yeah once he hit it in the water there. I mean that that drop zone shot's tricky coming over the water over the bunker. I want to do you want to talk course setup because I I thought there was a lot of hype coming into this week about how the golf course was set up. I actually mm-hmm. thought it delivered like Thursday and Friday. Yeah. The course was so firm. I've never That's, seen it that firm early on. My favorite part of the whole weekend was the probably about half an hour to hour after they restarted the rain delay from the rain delay on a on Saturday. Yep. Right because you just got to watch half an hour of guys getting putts halfway to the hole and it was fucking <laughs> 13 was crazy guys were yeah. from the back of the green there just leaving it like 20 feet short yeah like leishman and- did it speed did it Corey connors did it like all in a row it was hard to watch i mean i remember when down when they blew the horn i think jt i forget what hole he was on but he probably had like a 12 footer for par and they blew it like right before he could hit it and I was like, I can't imagine a worse situation to be yeah. in when they blow the horn than to just have that putt to think about for an hour and a half yeah. and know that it's going to be a totally different speed than you were used to. Yeah, it's definitely tricky. I think that's underrated. People that don't play tournament golf don't kind of understand how difficult yeah. that is, especially if you're up near the lead and you got to sit on like a four or five footer or maybe a 50 foot putt. I, the speeds are going to change. And I believe JT was still kind of in the hunt at that point too. Yeah, yeah. That was before he had his little disaster moment there. Yeah, 13 was really dark for for JT. He, I yeah. mean, I thought mentally he was just kind of a mess. And mm-hmm. I was super high on him coming into this week. I was I thought, too. I thought it set up perfectly. I mean, he trended every single year. He'd been better than he was the year before at Augusta. He obviously wanted the players. He's a great iron player. And he showed that through two days. But yeah. 13 was just a complete loss of focus. Yeah, he had a meltdown. There were some guys that were really frustrated this week too, like Billy oh, Horschel, sure. dude. Did you oh watch? Horschel was a wreck all yeah. week, and like we kind of expect that from Billy Ho, but but he was he was pretty messed up. I love the. Uh, I don't know if you heard the. There's a good soundbite of when he's he's. I don't know. It's a. He hit a chip shot that he didn't like. Right, that's what it was. I, I don't know the soundbite you're talking about. When he, when he was slamming his club into his back. Oh, yeah, the one. He hit a chip shot. And the announcer goes, club just won't seem to get in the back. <laughs> That's the perfect way to treat that as an announcer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just looks ridiculous from the yeah, outside. We had a couple but... good couple good um, freak out moments, you know, with like clubs breaking and, uh, you know, putting with three woods. And... Yeah, how about that? From Siwoo, he's four under like yeah. two or three off the lead at the Masters through two days. <laughs> And he's it did, to be fair, five wood. It didn't look like he meant to break his putter. No, I don't think so. I he putted fine after with it though. I, yeah, he parted the. He was last really three. good with with the wood. <laughs> he was giving it a good run. Like I would have chosen a uh, a lob wedge over five wood, but just blade it. Yeah, I've actually been doing that. So mm. 
I, I coming off wrist surgery right now and my clubs yeah. are still out in Colorado. I've been potting with a lob wedge just uh, that I have in my garage for the last couple of weeks. And I think I agree with you just because the picks looks, the pictures look so ridiculous of him putting with the wood. Cause he's so far from the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's too long. Like I would not like be, I would see be where you're <laughs> like hit it out of the center of the face and it would just go yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. 20, 30 feet by. That's funny. Yeah, so some some good anger management moments. Uh, yeah, the the course obviously got a little bit more tame after after the rain mm-hmm. on Saturday, but Sunday they was did, still pretty. They fun. ramped it back up on Sunday. Yeah, they had the sub airs cranking, and it was for it was sure. Going. Um, in terms of holes that shined this week, do you have any that stuck out to you? Because to me, I have like a dead winner on like best hole of the week. You have a dead winner on best hole of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always a fan. I know this is kind of a cop-out answer. I'm a huge fan of 12 just because of some of the moments you get. One of my favorite moments that we got on 12 this week was on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> there's a great clip. It's uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick are playing together. And, uh, and Tommy hits it in the water. And Matthew Fitzpatrick is kind of behind him warming up, sees him hit it in the water goes back to his club, gets it, or goes back to his bag, gets a different club and just launches it over the screen. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I love those moments how much of like, they like years. see somebody who he, he probably knew he, you know, he's shorter than Tommy is. Yeah. And Tommy probably had like the same club that he had picked and he was yep. like, well, can't hit that. <laughs> yeah. That's great stuff. All right. I what's thought, your, what's your winner? I thought 15 was the clear winner for me okay. this week. Yeah. I, that hole is just, it's underrated in terms of par fives on that golf course. Like people talk mm-hmm. about 13 all the time yeah. as being maybe the best hole in golf. I think, I think 15 is the best par five on that course. It just, the risk reward element is so massive. And that second shot on TV just shows better than 13 does. And 13 yeah, and is that- beautifully framed by the trees, but just going, you're going like it's 20 yards downhill yeah, the green it looks like a dollar bill, and then you have yeah. water. If you land it over that green, it's going in the water. Yeah, but if you, you land it short, it. it's going in the water. It's perfect. Like, and I think that like you see, even when guys lay up to that perfect little flat zone down there at the bottom where they've got a little flick wedge in, like uh, Spieth did it yesterday. He uh, he had hit a perfect layup and had his caddy Michael walk all the way up to the green yeah to, to be like you need to land it right here yeah yeah i think it's just such a fine line between hitting a great yeah. shot and disaster like hideki if hideki's second mm-hmm. shot on on sunday lands three yards short of where it did and just hits the back edge of the upslope yeah it, it's fine it's gonna stay up it'll and he'll probably make par or maybe get it up and down but Obviously, if you carry it over the back edge of that green, it's going to kick down all the way into the water. And yeah. then you're left with like a really impossible shot. We saw guys chipping in the water all week. Spieth should have gone in the water. Yes. On Thursday. On Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. He had some magic going this week. And yeah, if he, he putted well, he would have he would have won by a lot. Because, I mean, he chipped it stupid well. He hit it really good based I'm just on eye test alone. It was probably the best I've seen him drive the golf ball uh, maybe ever. And it's kind of disappointing for sure. that he, he didn't end up winning. He had both trajectories going. Like he was hitting fades, draws. Yeah. He was hitting it high, low off the tee. It just felt like he was in control. Yeah, for sure. I didn't like uh, 
Michael shaving his beard on Sunday. I was yeah. out on that. I, I was, was like getting DJ vibes with that. Yeah. I leaned over to to Lane and I was like, who is on Speed's bag right now? <laughs> Do you remember when I think it was DJ shaved it last fall, maybe in September? And he just looked so scary. Like if you're a beard guy, you have to stick with the beard. You have to stick with the you beard. You can't just switch it up on people. Yeah. And there's, you can go the other way too. If you have no yeah. beard, you can you grow can the beard totally and you're not going to look weird. Yeah. But if you're a beard guy and you shave it, you're going to look scary. You're going to look like a goblin. The only way you can get away with it is if you win the tournament that week. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's the only way you can reason with that. All right. So I want to talk about some of our, our favorite, our favorite players, some of the guys okay. that we talked about in the preview episode, but just quickly, I thought having fans back was sick this week. Not it's a, sorry, real quick. It's Augusta. They're called patrons. Uh, that, that rat. Okay. Between the patrons thing and Augusta calling their nines, the first nine and the second nine, yeah, yeah. Back nine is just the most pretentious thing to me. <laughs> they refuse to say the word fans. It's only patrons. So in, uh, in Hideki's press conference or not press conference, but like the, the ceremony that they do outside the green jacket ceremony, mm-hmm. Uh, the translator, instead of saying patrons, said fans. And Fred uh-huh. Ridley was sitting behind him. And I thought he was just boiling on the inside. There's no <laughs> one who's happy about that. So good. Yeah. So good. Honestly, big, big week for Fred Ridbot. Yeah. I, yeah. Like just, I mean, we talked about it. Like big week for Augusta. Anything that benefits Augusta benefits Ridbot. And he was on for his sure. game this week. I thought he was like oh, totally. locked in. He was in he prime was, form. Yeah. So honestly, congrats to him. Okay. Having patience back was sick. Not yep. clearly not the same vibe as the mm-hmm. normal masters, but it was way more exciting than when it felt like the masters again, a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, November was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was still Augusta and it was still cool, but it wasn't that same feeling. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the time of year for sure, but definitely the patrons play a big part as well. Yeah. I, they showed 2019 final round uh, during the oh, yeah. Saturday. And like, I was so nervous. I knew what the outcome was going to be, but like yeah. having that, that many it, it people adds there, a different and, atmosphere and obviously having tiger in the hunt, but even without tiger, like it's just, yeah, it's different at Augusta. Like mm-hmm. the, the vibe over like the echoes of the roars that you hear, on the broadcast, you know, it could be guys hitting a shot on 18. You hear echoes from 13 and it just gives you chills. Yeah. You, you, you miss those moments of like where you have guys who hear a roar on another, like a hole ahead of them. And they're like, Oh shit. What did that guy just do? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a real thing. Let's get into, we did buy or sell in the preview pod when Chris was here. How much uh, leading up to the Masters? How much did Chris talk about Rory? Because he convinced me to bet on Rory. Yeah, and so kind of like to have a word with him about so that. So I was on the opposite side of the spectrum. We spent about five to six minutes talking about Rory in the preview, and I was way down on Rory. I said this could be really dark for him. I think his swing was in shambles before this, and I thought he was desperate because he reached yeah. out to Pete Callen. I mean, the guy, he's talked about it for a couple months now. His swing is not where he wants it to be. He was trying to pick up speed. He's across the line. His swing is longer than it used to be. And his timing sucked. Like, 
Yeah. All week he was just off. Left, right. He shanked one on 10. Yeah, that yeah. Shank, that was dark. Like, like a real shank. And that was right after they showed Siwoo on 15 putting with the five wood. And I was like, this is the darkest five minutes. What are we watching right I've now? I've ever watched. Like, I mean, this could be like your local junior tournament down the road. Like you got the anger management kid who snaps the putter over his knee. And then you got a guy shanking one. It was bleak for Rory. I, I yeah. don't know where he goes from here. Like he needs a full reset. Like I think he should stop he's, playing for like a month and just. He's got to hit rock bottom. He's got to get to a, a spot where people like me can't convince themselves that he's going to win anymore. Cause he's still in that, you know what? Maybe this was the moment because I don't know. I don't know what it would take for me to bet on Rory again, but it would probably be a win either at a major or a big tournament. Yeah. Or at least, in, yeah. or at least kind of like a speed type thing where he's just in contention week after week and wins one and plays well at big tournaments again. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think he needs, uh, he needs just a full reset. I think he needs yeah. to potentially switch coaches or, or keep working with Pete Cowan, but he needs to fix his, his golf swing. It, it's like, we already know that this tournament basically freaked him out. Like he said, he'd lose 10 to 15 pounds masters week. Yeah. That's with him playing. Well, imagine coming in. I mean, he's swinging at the worst he's ever swung at. Brandel said on, okay. First of all, Brandel gave some really weird insight on Thursday for, on live from, he said, he has a portfolio in his phone of Rory swings from every tournament he's played from the ages eight up until now. And he watches them and analyzes them to see Suspended like what behavior. They, yeah. So flag. borderline creepy, but yeah. Randall is probably the best analyst in golf. And I trust what he says. Like he said, that is the worst Roy McElroy has ever swung a golf club in a professional wow. golf tournament. I, I just saw it coming in. Like he just was not confident in his game. Um, let's talk about Will Zalatoris. I want to yeah. talk about uh, Willie Z. He never really faltered. Like he didn't play great on Sunday, but I mean, the guy is just a ball striking machine. Like it yeah. felt like the only guy that was hitting it as well as maybe Hideki and speed was Willie Z. Yeah. And he just, he seemed like, you know, I, I always thought that he was going to reach a point, especially being in contention on Sunday, where the moment was just going to get too big for him. Yeah, and he just didn't. It's not like he played himself out of it. He played solid, and you know, he was he was right in it down the stretch, and he didn't seem freaked out at all. Yeah, so I think yeah. he's going to be a you know he's going to be around at Augusta for a while. I agree. I mean, you don't get guys finishing second in their no. debut at Augusta, and it's not the same as as speed like Zal Torres is 24 now he's been playing professional golf for a couple years we just yeah. haven't seen this because he's been on the corn ferry tour just because of the the wraparound super season whatever you want to call it but he is like kind of reminds me of Colin Morikawa in the way that like he's just a great ball striker yeah a really solid developed player like this guy is just a pro's pro and he, like mentally, he seemed like he was totally fine out there. The yeah, moment was in. not too big for him. And yeah, he was locked in. To me, putting, he just looks uncomfortable. I don't know yeah. what he needs to do with his putting to figure it out. But it, there was definitely, uh, and the stats say he putted well this week, but he just did not look comfortable, especially to, on the back nine on Sunday. 10, he had a really, really bad lag putt. 
missed mm-hmm. a couple short ones. I think he missed one on 12. So he's kind of got to figure that out. But, I mean, the guy off the tee is just stupid. Yeah, and, you know, I haven't really watched him play ever anywhere else. This is the first that I'd really seen of him. Yeah. And, you know, that, that could just be an Augusta Greens thing. Like, it's fucking scary as shit to find this. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're right there, too. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Xander. Where does Xander go from here? You know, like at this point, it's this guy just elevates in major championships. He's there almost every time. He kind of came out of nowhere. Like he was not in contention after two days. I thought he was done. Like I thought he was just out of the tournament. Obviously plays really well on Saturday and finds himself right there. So where does he go from here? How does he, because he's kind of getting that reputation of being like. I think we're, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think if he has a couple more top fives at Augusta without winning, I think then we get to a spot where it's like kind of that I talked about before that Tony Finau ask, like, is this guy going to be able to, to do it? Like, can Xander win? Can Xander win? That's, I mean, that's the I question. Think I still think he can. Uh, yeah, he we're going to get a Can Hideki win moment right at year. some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's too good. Like, he he's really too is too good all and around. He plays too well at Augusta. He's he plays so well at that at that course, and uh, I think he's going to win one coming up in the next few years here. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Every major I watch him play, I'm like, this guy's going to win a major yeah. in the next two or three years, guaranteed. Like, yeah. he has to. He's there too often, and I don't feel that way about other players, like a guy like John Rahm, who. Mm-hmm. He spoke about it in his press conference. Obviously, I mean, he's like the number three ranked player in the world. Doesn't feel like he's ever really in no. contention. Like he as, backdoors as his way in. It. Yeah. He, and he's, they, I mean, Balionis mentioned it. She said like, this is your whatever, third top 10 at Augusta in a row or fourth top 10. You know, how do you feel about that going into next year? And he said, well, I was never really competitive. Like it, I was never yeah. had a chance. To I didn't even really tournament. realize he made the top 10. Yeah, he he finished. He, finish he finished T T5. He shot 66 on Sunday to get to five or six under and yeah, kind of snuck his way in, like kind of a, a Rory backdoor top ten at Augusta. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't he hasn't shown that he's like gonna get to that point where he has yeah. a chance to win the golf tournament. And obviously he's talented. Like he'll probably get there in the next couple of years. But we haven't seen what we've seen from Xander out of Rom. No, definitely not. Uh, I, think, I think Xander, I would put money on Xander winning. Maybe not necessarily the Masters, but a major in the next three, four years. Yeah, for sure. A couple guys I was disappointed in. Uh, I thought, obviously, Dustin coming in as defending champion. Yeah. Like, just did not have it. I, we said it this week. Chris and I weren't really high on him. Um, it just he has not been hitting it the same as he was before Bryson I thought there was a lot to analyze with Bryson I was really high on him coming in I I thought the firm golf course was going to benefit him it was going to play similar to Arnold Palmer where he won similar to the players where he had a chance to win there and just it I don't know if the moment's too big for him. I don't know if this golf course just doesn't fit him, but it felt like he did not execute any of the shots that he talked about in November when he was saying like, oh, I'm going to drive the green here. It's a par 67. I think that that's where he runs into an issue is that he tries to bully Augusta. Yeah. 
you got to respect the course. Yeah, there's definitely the spots. Like he can pick his spots and bully it in certain places. For sure. But, but he, he's biting too much off the bone. Like there's yeah. there's too much aggressiveness in how he's trying to play. He's trying to take these crazy lines. I think the driver is still a problem for him. Obviously, he was vocal about how bad he drove it this week, but he's got to be a little straighter off the tee. And Augusta, like, you don't have to drive it that straight to win, but he's got to keep it within the corridors. I mean, he's in the woods too often. But especially when you hit it, because there's so many, like, little dog legs that when you hit it as far as he does and you hit it offline, it's going way more offline than, say, a Xander or a from uh Hideki yeah like on I think it was on 10 I believe dog leg left yep and he just hit one dead I forget what day it was but he hit one dead straight oh oh, out to the right just blocked yeah right like he tried to hit a draw that didn't draw and when you hit it as far as he does it's so much worse yeah yeah it's a great point too like Augusta's not made to be hitting it as far as he's hitting it if you just think about oh, some well. of the tee shots he wants to be aggressive on, he said he can drive the green on one. That's a narrow, like he's got to take it over the trees to, yeah. to do that. That's a scary looking shot. Yeah. Two, he's got to go over the trees. He, he did it a couple times this week, but he's got to hit a perfect shot to be there. Otherwise yeah. he's screwed that you think about 13. He's got to go way over the trees. If he wants to, mm-hmm. if he wants to find the fairway there with how far he's hitting it. You know, 11, he's got to go way right. It's just the course does not set up that well if if he's not dialed in with the driver. If you're not hitting it perfect. Yeah. So we saw what he could do on specific holes, like 18. He was just going – he was going over the trees on 18. Yeah. And he had like 100 yards. He – I remember we were watching it, and he he hit his tee shot, and the, the tracer came up, and I was like, oh, bunker. And it's like, oh, no, it's 30 yards over the bunker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's blown it over that. Like, that was ridiculous. A um, couple other guys that disappointed me this week. I was disappointed in Cantlay. That I was mean, my biggest one. That's who I was just going to bring up. I was all in on Cantlay. I thought he was going to win the tournament. Yeah. He just – I don't – what happened? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, he shot 79 on Thursday. <laughs> It's just like, it's inexplainable. I have no yeah. idea. Like he, I, he just never feels like the moment's too big for him. And I don't know if it was, there, there were rumors flowing, floating around that his girlfriend potentially broke up with him or something like right before the tournament. I don't Man. know if those are true, but it was just not his week. I'm not going to put a lot of stock in it. I think he's fine. Yeah. He'll totally recover. And I think he'll be back in the hunt next year, but just like yeah, a weird, really weird showing. Honestly. And I was Thursday was the only round that I didn't get to watch most of. And I remember, you know, getting out of work on Thursday night and being like, can't lay 79. Like what the, f-? yeah. All right. <laughs> and then I didn't even really watch him on Friday. Cause it was like, what's the, f- now? yeah. A couple other guys we talked about Webb Simpson, Brooks Kapka Webb. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. He played, he played well. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. I, he has not been playing well up until this point. So good to see him kind of back finding some form. What did you think about Brooks? I was not in on Brooks prior to this week. I wasn't either. I think the second that I saw the stanky leg, I was out on Brooks. (laughs) Yeah. Never felt like it was his week. Augusta is not the place for the stanky leg. No, it's not. And it's kind of reckless to come in off of, like, he's he's four weeks off a major knee surgery. Yeah. Don't play, dude. 
if you're that hurt that you can't bend over to read your putts, like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Um, Spieth, do, have we talked enough about Spieth? Like, Max Homa put out a great tweet, I think, yesterday where he was like, uh, if Spieth doesn't talk to his ball in the air, I'm assuming it's going in the hole. Yeah, it's true. And that's kind of what this this week felt like, where like you'd be watching him, and if he wasn't saying something, you're like, that's going to be three feet. Yeah. And he hit, I mean, he hit so many great approach shots this week. And I think you said it earlier, you know, if he had putted a little better. Yeah. And I thought there were some spots, maybe he made bad decisions too. Yeah. Like I think it was on seven. It was either on seven or nine. He was in the right trees. Well, he yes, went for this. No, it was either third. It was either Friday or Saturday. Maybe he made triple and they were mentioning it all week no masters winners ever won a triple i thought he was pretty much doomed from that point on but he just never it, he made a really stupid decision trying to punch out through this tight little alleyway he should have just chipped it out directly sideways yeah. greller was not in on it greller was like yeah do you do you this is like completely <laughs> stupid but um kind of a waste of like one of the best ball striking yeah. weeks of his career. I think is, but I mean, he's so, I think we're past the point of being like, is Jordan back? Like he's back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I was all in on that. Once I saw him finish top 10, like two weeks in a row earlier yeah. this year, I and thought he, he was won. back. I mean, obviously he won. I think he, we're fully in like, this is a thing that's going to last. It's not going to be yeah. like a, a two, three. No, it wasn't. Thing. That was my kind of feeling at the beginning. I was a little hesitant. I was like, this could be a fluke, you know? Yeah. It's it's confirmed not a fluke. Yeah, and he's not even happy with the way he's swinging yet. He's talked about it. Like, yeah, yeah there are a good amount of swings that I hate that I'm like, damn, I'm still late on it. Like, he's talked about how he's still frustrated with how he's swinging it. Scary to think about where he's going to be. Yeah. Maybe in three, four months time, if he keeps this upward rise going. He'll probably still have the fluctuations of like he'll have yeah. the fluctuations of any golfer will be up down and but I think he's kind of here to stay. But just having him back is so good for the game too. So much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, solid week for P. Reed. Scared us a little bit on Thursday. He was kind of lurking around the lead, but uh, faded. I think he shot like 74, 75 one day, and uh, he finished within top ten. I think he was like three under. Um, I was scared on of him being around at the end, potential ruining the tournament there. Yeah, it was a little scary. Yeah, he finished T8 at four under. Okay. Uh, Morikawa, little little bit surprised at how well he played, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he finished T18. I guess it's not, it's not that surprising. It was but... just kind of like a quiet, like, oh, he played pretty well. Yeah, so I, I don't think this golf course fits him like that well. Yeah. You just, I feel like he got to be a little longer. Um disappointed a little bit in in matt fitzpatrick i was really high on him coming in i think he plays really well at these types of golf courses mm -hmm. he finished t34 uh i don't know if you have any real thoughts on him but i mean i think that's another guy who maybe just doesn't hit far enough to yeah but he plays so well at firm golf courses like yeah this is he knows great... how to use the ground he does he does um couple other guys hatton i thought he was gonna play better uh i little surprised yeah I, like is he really a top five player in the world I don't, I don't i've never viewed him like that like every time i see him and up there in those rankings i'm like really like yeah i don't know i'm kind of out on him yeah he okay he finished t18 it's not terrible <laughs> but like he i feel like he should should did be better play, and did he play in november at the masters he did he blew up missed the cut was that his, was that his first masters 
No, no. But it was it was bad because I, I mean, I think I was kind of high on him coming in in November, and yeah, he just completely imploded. Uh, Chris was high on Bubba coming in. There was no way Bubba, or Chris was high on Bubba last year coming in. We both agreed there was no way Bubba was going to play well. What do you think about Lee Westwood? I love Lee Westwood. Yeah, I was pulling hard for him coming into this week. I thought he it was shaping up to be like the perfect story that like, I mean he would be I in never, contention. I never thought he was gonna win. But no, but I thought, I thought he was he, gonna make the cut, you know. Like I he could be yeah, I did too. I definitely did too. I thought that he would be, you know, in, in classic like older Lee Westwood fashion, just kind of in the conversation on Sunday. Like yeah. he's there. He's kind of there. Yeah, I thought I it was gonna when, be a story. I love when Lee Westwood is like like eight back. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. Like it's a storyline. He's one of the best players to never win a major. It would have been cool. What's the, how many wins does he have on the PGA tour? Is it, he has either one or two PGA tour wins. That's insane. That is insane. The guy really hasn't played that much over here. He plays so much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he is 25. 25 European tour wins or something like, you know, in the mid twenties, he's won a ton. Like you figured you have a a couple more. I think he's still going to be a hall of famer, like just based on European tour alone. All right. Yeah. Uh, Let's do a little bit of AMS. Uh, It was kind of disappointing. No, no AMS made the cut. I thought it was, (laughs) did you think, I thought it was really awkward in Butler cabin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they had to bring it up uh that no one made the cut so there were no low ams and like fred ridbot came up with some statement about how important the amateurs are to augusta but we're not giving out a low am because no one made the cut super tough <laughs> yeah tough bid tough bid for the ams um i thought the moment was just too big for those guys yeah it wasn't like you know what we've seen the last few seasons there was nobody who really you thought was going to like shoot yeah. a good score yeah, I mean, both Strafacci and Osborne are not like the best players on their college teams. They kind of just, they kind of just got hot for that USAM week. It didn't feel like that was their, like their baseline level of play, obviously. And uh, Joe Long just imploded from the start. So I mean, this was the year where you looked at the AMs and you were like, "Yeah, those guys are amateurs." <laughs> yeah. Like, like it felt like Ogletree was like he's a PGA Tour player in the making. Yeah. John Augustine, PGA Tour player in the middle. Those guys are going to be out here. Uh, it also didn't help. We didn't normally we have more AMs than we did this year. We only yeah, how many were there? Only three. Usually yeah. there's at least five or six. I feel like you get the mid AM guy, the mm-hmm. Asia Pacific AM guy, Pub Links guy. So we didn't have any of that stuff because uh, COVID. And then sleepers. Did you have any sleepers coming in? Like guys that really under the radar that you were high on? I mean, I don't know. If I was high on Rory, if we can call him a sleeper. Obviously, it didn't at nineteen well. to one, he was coming in at nineteen to one, borderline sleeper this year. Yeah, I mean, I was super. Chris, he just he he talked me into it. I don't yeah. know. You don't don't let Chris give you advice on on picks for a golf tournament. That's yeah, ama- that's amateur hour. <laughs> I was buying in on a couple guys. Victor Perez, I thought would play better. Okay. Um, he obviously didn't. He's been playing well recently. Matt Wallace, aka Mike Wallace, uh, kind of disappointing for him. I, I think he finished like, you know, around T twenty five or something. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna contend. To be honest, oh, T thirty four. 
I was also all in on Leash. Like, Leash just plays so good at Augusta. Leash gun. Yeah, and he didn't, didn't disappoint. Just didn't no, really play well on Sunday. But, how, many, uh, how many times but, did they talk about the fact that he played with Adam Scott in the final round when Adam Scott won? Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to set it up so well if he won. Like, it would have been the perfect full circle sort of thing that they – Australian guys thing. I think yeah. that, that got to me with the broadcasting. The other thing that I want to say, um, I don't know how many Augusta members listen to this pod, but – for oh, the Augusta members out there, I want to make a movement to from the Masters from here on out. The broadcasting team should be allowed to bring up Nick Faldo's Masters experience no more than ten times. They talk <laughs> about it on every fucking hole. Yeah, it's like, and yeah. it's mostly it has nothing to do with it. Like, you know, Jim will be Jim Nance will be like, oh, you know, when Fuzzy Zeller won back here, and Nick Faldo doesn't even let him finish. He's like. Well, I played with Fuzzy in that round. It's like, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up, Nick. <laughs> Nobody it's, asked. It's cool to an extent because the guy yeah. is the greatest. He, like, it's, oh, it's yeah. hard to, like, sometimes remember that he's the greatest European player of all time. But sometimes it's too much. Like He does have such a connection with the Masters in terms of playing there for so long and yeah. being in so many of those big moments and then being on the broadcast. But it's like, I don't need to hear about it every five minutes. Yeah, agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Fun. Uh, last guy I was high on was uh, Jason Kokrak. That might have been a stretch pick, to be honest. Uh, but interesting pick for sure. Guys like guys, a long hitter. I, I felt yeah. like it would just play well on firm and fast. Obviously, didn't have his best stuff. So uh, that's all I've got. Unless you got any closing thoughts. I mean, I thought that Sunday could have been a little more interesting for sure. Yeah, I like that Hideki made it interesting for us by bringing it down to a one shot lead there on eighteen. Yeah, um, it felt like it was it was over for a good four yeah. or five holes, and then it just got interesting. Yeah, I mean, and it didn't. It wasn't even because, you know, and I loved that in true Hideki fashion, he missed that last putt. Yeah, um, yeah, very like, fitting. Uh, the guy can't obviously the whole week. <laughs> didn't matter. He made some like kind of clutch putts. Uh, yeah, he did. He made. He was. He putted better than he usually does. Yeah, he did. He putted well. I just and his short game was so good. I saw stats. Yeah, shipping on, was sick on 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 Sunday when he was in that bunker on twelve. Obviously, he didn't get up and down from there. But they brought up the stat that to that point, he had gotten up and down thirteen out of fifteen times. Yeah, so far, which is insane at Augusta. That's nasty. I still hate watching him putt. Like Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> yeah. The way he settles into a. It is a little weird into his putts, like with the elbow rocking thing. Yeah. He's like trying to loosen himself up. And the knees too. He's almost got like a little Arnie situation. He's going got like on. a stack and tilt sort of thing going with his putting, which is really like he's, interesting. He's almost trying to do the Arnold Palmer, but not like fully committing to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Hey, you, whatever you works as good as Hideki does, you don't need to putt well to win. all. No. This. Yeah. So, but he did this week. Congrats to him. Big win yeah, for Japan. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Owen, pleasure having you. Hey, happy to be here. Can't wait to come on again. Good to see you. I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD 
I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away from <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida! <laughs>